right, we are back with another episode of 90s Noise. I'm April, born 1991. And I'm Ashley, born 1988. So we just want to thank everyone for listening to our episode. And we want to remind everyone that we do have a Patreon account that you can find a link to either in our show notes for each episode, or you can find a the link to it on our Instagram, which is 90s Noise. And we have a great deal for $3 a month. You have access to all of our videos of all of our episodes, all of the exclusive interviews that we do with all of our guests. You also will have access to a couple of fun bonus episodes each month, um, either related to a past episode or just something random that we decided to do. So we would love it if you would go on and support us in check that out. Um, also remember to follow us on Instagram and of course, leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast, whatever platform that is, leave us a review. We would love to hear from you. We really do appreciate all of your support and we will definitely shout out any reviews that we get. Don't be afraid. Send us some messages on Instagram. We love talking to people and hearing feedback and yeah, we would love to hear from you. In a funny world. Oh my gosh. Okay, so before we go into the episodes, mm-hmm. we gotta talk about that. We gotta talk about the fact that they were so indecisive on the fucking opening Endros, credits. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. what the like I I did watch for each season. Mm-hmm. And with the exception of season six and seven, they like changed it every fucking season. They did, which I know we had talked about the theme song yeah. um, before in another episode. And we had said that it was a really smart decision on their part to change it after the first, I think what season three was when the new theme came around, but it was not even really a theme, really. It was just, they didn't have like a theme, you know what I mean? Like it was no really- opening intro. They really did until so, season four when it was like, okay, that's the classic Boy Meets World theme that we yeah. all know. Yeah. So I know I love how we all how I always end up doing this. Thank you, ADHD. How we jump into like just something random in this in our <laughs> podcast without even like going into detail about what we're fucking talking about. <laughs> As I've been listening to other podcasters, I'm like, oh, they have like a flow at the beginning. I'm like. We no, just we don't jump right <laughs> fucking in. I mean, everything. I'm assuming everyone knows what we're talking about, though. Like, it's yeah, Boy Meets so, World. <laughs> it's Boy Meets World. Doesn't really so, need much explanation. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just one of those things that, like, I got to think about. I'm like, shit. But we could, to, we could start with why we're talking about it. You know, like, what's the yeah. reason that we're talking about it? Okay, so yeah, let's 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 go into that before we jump into too much of the episodes and everything 30th anniversary 30th anniversary of it premiering not just that but we in a few weeks time about like a week and a half once this comes out are going to be going to 90s con in tampa that 10 cast members 10 cast members from boy meets world will be at which (laughs) i'm fucking stoked honestly yeah, I don't think I'll plan on meet all of them, but it is going to oh, be cool no, just to no. see them all there together and like see their panel and just kind of yeah. be around all of that. 
like this is definitely a panel that I def I I was gonna talk to you about. I was like, am I gonna be watching this panel alone? No, <laughs> Are you be girl, jump, no. Jump um, unless it's unless I it's during to. the charmed photo op on Saturday. Oh That's the God. only time. Don't kill us with that, please. Don't kill us with that, please. But yeah, so Boy Meets World. We're we're chatting on that. We're this is gonna be a two-parter. We gave each other each an episode from each season to watch and we're going to do the talk a little bit about the episodes on the first four seasons that we watched and then part two will be the last three we were up for the challenge (laughs) we we were up for the challenge it it's definitely this is definitely a show while the first season i think i probably don't quite remember watching as much obviously because i was too um when it came out but I truly do remember this show so much like going back through these episodes I was like oh yeah I mm-hmm. forgot about that forgot about that part oh yeah definitely so yeah that's a lot of storylines and I think that I remember them playing this show in reruns like all the time you know what I mean oh like you could gosh. almost yes. always turn on like the Disney channel or whatever and it would just it would be on for a couple hours at a time. So even if you didn't get the chance to watch it when it was airing, because I, I know I didn't watch it in 93, probably not even until maybe 96, 97, more the later half of the nineties when I could really like understand it more just because, I mean, it is kids that are basically going into high school. So when you're, yeah, in elementary school yourself it's not really going to be super relatable you're going to be kind of like okay true so this was definitely more of a show that I watched once I was in my probably high school years and then it was just reruns at that point because I think by then the show had ended 2000 is when yeah so I would have been just getting into high school so Mm -hmm. yeah I I remember watching it because it was just the timing. Reruns, of course, were, like you said, on a lot during like the wasn't day it, or something. Wasn't it a, it was um, a TGIF show, TG? though? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I may have In watched the later it years. then. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. when I may have caught it because like Sabrina and all those other ones mm-hmm. that would have come on. Yeah. Yeah. I thoroughly, I still enjoy it to this day. Mm-hmm. I forgot how many fucking people had cameos whether it was they had like a four or five episode stint a single episode just background character whatever like two lines those kinds of things I legitimately even just the ones that we watched there was one there was something I was like oh fuck I forgot about that person being in there which just made it even more interesting mm-hmm. yes uh, yeah I did like all the different random guest stars that happened on the show I mean we didn't even hit probably half of those that made an appearance throughout the, no. the run of the show um, but yeah I did notice a couple in those episodes I was like oh I forgot about that and there were yeah. uh, like other episodes that I had saw that had um, like Larissa was in some episodes mm-hmm no, I'm blanking Linda on her Car- name. Uh, Cardinelli, Linda Cardinelli. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, played the infamous Lauren uh, in the later 
in like two or three episodes. I didn't realize that was her until I was going back through and seeing like the little synopsis and it's saying who, and I was like, mm-hmm. no, no. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> so that was interesting on that one. Or going back and seeing somebody and you're like, why do they look familiar? And then you're like, oh, it's because they later on went on and did something else and mm. it never clicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think some people probably got their start on this show. I mean, mm-hmm. Minkus, I mean, I feel like this was kind of a big stepping stone for his career, Lee Norris, that kind of, you know, he did. He went on to do like One Tree Hill and mm-hmm. other things. So we've got for season one, two episodes we'll go ahead and give you guys the episode name and the like what episode of that season it was I will say this first episode that you that you gave Mm -hmm. it hit a lot more than I was expecting it to you know what I mean like it started out I'm like okay but then like why halfway through was I starting to get teary-eyed why oh my god I'm oh, like, yeah. oh my god by the end I'm like oh my god this show it was only I think this is like what episode eight of this first season this I'm like this show eight. already in its first season eighth episode in hard-hitting topics art life lessons I I completely forgot about I thought like I remember it being very funny and just light-hearted and stuff but I didn't remember all of the different life lessons that this show taught mm-hmm. I was very impressed as an adult to go back and now appreciate it more and kind of wish I had that same uh, high school environment (laughs) because like, damn, that, that was amazing for those kids. Yeah. So this, um, we're talking about season one, episode eight, it's called teachers bet with a B as in boy, (laughs) just a little quick rundown on the synopsis. Corey's pretty much just being a normal what sixth grader I think is what they are at this yes in this they start out season. as sixth grade and pretty much just kind of in a sense picking on Mr. Feeney like saying well everything's the only thing that ever changes is the kids in your class you just tell us to read the same assignments and all this kind of thing and so one thing I did love about Mr. Feeney's character how they how they portrayed it was that he really taught them true life lessons but it wasn't a I'm telling you this life lesson mm-hmm. it was something like this where he made a bet with Corey that if he he could teach his class for a week and if at the end of the week the test that was given if more students passed than normal he'd get a fifth of his half of his salary for that week but if more students failed than normal, then Mr. Feeney was going to get Corey's bike. And you know, the sad part about it is that this episode sort of brought light to teachers pay and, you know, mm-hmm. how hardworking that they are. And I'm pretty sure that most students, when they're in school, they, they do kind of have that similar mindset, like, oh, they're just teaching the same thing that it can't be that hard of a job and like, la, 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 la. But unfortunately it hasn't changed since hasn't. in 30 years, teachers are still fighting for better pay and you know it's it's kind of sad it's incredibly sad and I think one thing one of the reasons why this episode stuck with me so well through all these years is the 
realization that Corey finally has when he sees that this prejudice is still going on and because his brother's dating a Asian American girl and she gets she comes to their home and she's in absolute she's absolutely distraught I I actually really like Eric's character in the first few seasons more than the later seasons because he's I feel like he's got a little bit more depth to him and he's I mean he's like Corey get away she's she's this is she needs some space and everything and like of course Corey and the little sister are like what's going on what's going on and he's just like he's a lot more mature I feel in the earlier which is seasons. a little backwards because <laughs> yeah. yeah that was one thing about the show as I was re-watching these episodes I I didn't like Eric's character you know what I mean like it just mm-hmm. I could have done without that. Like, it just was very repetitive that that's all he was really given was, okay, new girl, new girl, new girl, just playing this constant, just bouncing from girl to girl and then being basically a slacker, you know, in the end when he graduates and and not doing anything. And it was very frustrating. I'm like, oh my God, like, Eric, seriously, dude, why have you not learned any lessons in your all your years at being at the high school with Mr. Feeney? That's why I I liked his I did like his character earlier on because like I said I felt like they had I don't know if maybe it was since everybody else was growing up they still needed that comedic relief and they used him or if maybe he as an actor asked for it I I'm not sure where that kind of came from but. I would have liked to have seen him progress the way that the others did. Right. Yeah. I feel like that was kind of the biggest downside of the whole series is just Eric's character being a little bit of a, of a dud, but yeah. what can you do? There is always that character in every show. I mean, there, there always is. has to be. Yeah. With the, with this episode, they're reading Anne Frank, Diary of Anne Frank. And the class is getting off hand, all this kind of thing. And Corey pretty much, after reading the entire book himself, which he never does. <laughs> he did I mean, have help from his dad, though, which was nice. He, his dad was very supportive through this. Yeah. Well, his dad just didn't want him to lose the bike that he just bought. Of course. Yeah, there was that <laughs> little bit to it. But he could have been a non-supporting dad and just have been like, I don't know, done something else or whatever, yeah. but he did try. <laughs> he did. And when it came down to it, it was a tie, ended up being a tie. But Corey saw what Mr. Feeney was trying to teach him because what was it? I think Sean had gotten a whole grade higher than mm-hmm. what he normally did. Yep. And everything. So Can you imagine a student? when you were in school, can you imagine a student Mm -hmm. teaching your class? Like, did that ever happen? Or would you have ever wanted that to happen? Because to me, that just seems like my worst nightmare. (laughs) Like, I would be petrified because just knowing a lot of who I'd gone to school with and everything, it would have been, it would have been very similar to that. But I don't think that they would have then gotten the lesson that was to be learned by doing so. I mean, no, and sometimes I'm... those lessons you have to just kind of 
learn on your own. You know what I mean? Like you can mm-hmm. sort of read a book and be taught about different things in class. And I'm sure there are a lot of things that we learned in school that it wasn't until later on in life where we're like, oh shit, like it clicks now. Like now you can relate it to something and now it makes more sense and now you understand it. So I'm sure a lot of those kids in that class still didn't have a damn clue what Corey was saying, but you know, they just kind of got by. Yeah, that was my pick for season one. What did you think of Morgan though? Because I had a little... She was super spunky and cute in that episode. And when she was kind of doing her thing, maybe I'm wrong, but let me know. I was like, I feel like this is how April would have been. (laughs) Probably. Honestly, I think that's why I actually like this show so much was because it, it felt very similar to my family dynamic Mm. and the fact that there was two older brothers and younger sister, the middle brother had a best friend that was always over there that's literally oh my god really (laughs) it was for me yes I have I have we always call him I always call him my third brother our next door neighbor he was over at our our place as much if not more than his own house just because (laughs) I mean it was hanging out and everything and so yes I, I very much did have a lot of similarities with this story and like I said I think that's probably why I I was drawn to it Mm -hmm. and enjoyed it and I still enjoy it I still see those similarities of things but yeah that that I mean that was me in a sense I would always try to be a part of everything when I was growing up even if my brothers didn't want me to but yeah, that I definitely resonated with with Morgan a lot. And Morgan's my middle name. I didn't I didn't even know that. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So by the end of this episode, there I go. I'm like, oh, of course, getting all emotional, very touching, and like Anne Frank <laughs> and uh like uh Oh yeah. <sighs> very good choice. And that was just and that was just the first one. I know, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> So did you watch these in order? Because I did. I like yes. went to IMDb. Mm-hmm. I had to because and... otherwise I would have been even yeah. lost. Even though I'm right. still lost sometimes. But <laughs> So the next episode was your pick, which was season one, episode 21, Boy Meets Girl. So my comment about Topanga is her clothes were always so amazing. Like those dresses oh that she wore in class, like oh my god I would die like that I, I couldn't I could never those. pull that off <laughs> I wish that we could find one oh, like so to be able to wear cute. for oh 90s con oh. but I could never get my hair to like be that huh. fucking insanely amazing yeah no <laughs> yeah that was insane oh. that, yeah oh my gosh so your so this was your pick what resonated with you on this one? I just liked the idea that this episode was kind of the beginning of that relationship between the two of them. You know what I mean? Like it really is mm-hmm. the kickoff to where they're like, oh, wait a second. Okay. And I just thought it was so cute. I not I can't relate to it at all because I didn't go through that same thing in mm-hmm. school with like that's like the one thing about the show that's not relatable at all is all the relationships and all that kind of stuff because I didn't go through yeah. any of that so 
I think they were what 12 or whatever and watching mm-hmm. a um what is like a health education type video oh right? my gosh like, those <laughs> those things that was, it was oh just kind God. of hysterical because the girls are all like uh-huh uh-huh and the boys are like what no <laughs> <laughs> like this is a horror movie <laughs> I which I personally don't remember health videos at school I I'm assuming we probably watched not, them don't remember them not at all. to that extreme yeah I don't know that we even did like I don't or I don't know if if we did, it was separated at my school. Like at that yes, age, I, yes. we're separated. Mm-hmm. The girls, girls watch and, mm-hmm. one and then the boys watched another one. Yeah, that's weird. That is weird that they did it together. I am kind of surprised for being so young, like technically middle school age. It's mm-hmm. I'm surprised they did throw them all together because yeah the guys were like the guys should have had their own video, the girls should have had their own video, not like one combined. Yeah. I don't know. It was strange, but Anyways, it was really cute when Sean was like, all of a sudden, he's like, like, what? Giddy and like, just, oh my gosh, that cracked me up. And then like how Corey originally wanted to, the whole reason he asked Topanga was to get back at Sean and everything. And then like being faking sick and her coming over with oh some my god sick. like the sweetest and and i loved the whole basketball laundry basketball thing <laughs> that fucking hilarious just Yikes. great i loved it and her her awkwardness step to the side step to the side and then just a casual like boop okay it's in the bathroom <laughs> like <laughs> what <laughs> i i i do like that i that that was kind of was um i had forgot i had forgot about this one like that that was their mm. intro into being there's something more with right. these with this these two but absolutely loved it absolutely yeah. loved it yeah, I I did really love that dynamic with them, but like I said, not relatable. I didn't date like that. Did you? Didn't you said you didn't date right that young? No, <laughs> like, no. I'm like this is crazy. No. All of these little boys and girls, like oh, no, just, yeah. I mean, this is just season one. Like once we get into some of these other seasons with these, I'm like, whoa, okay. You're like, like wait, I, what did I miss out on? Like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> yeah. this, this is crazy. Yeah. This did oh. not happen at my school. If it did, I was completely blind to it. I have no idea. But my my school, like both of the high schools I went to, actually were a little bit more risque of things and stuff. But I just never was a part of it. Mm. I was I was too much of a goody goody. Oh yeah, me like, too. <laughs> I I just didn't go do that crazy stuff. But yeah, no. no. <laughs> For me, it was go to school, do that, come home, horses. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. I've said that before many times, but horses, that's it. That was where my focus was. I had to do well in school. I had to make sure I was behaved well because if I if I wasn't, my horse privileges would be taken away and that sure as hell was not happening. So I I had to stay in line. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So now we're moving on to season two. Season two. Okay. So season two. So season one, they're in sixth grade. Season two, starting a new year. I'm like, okay, they're going into seventh grade. Let's go, kitties. 
I was incorrect on that. I I completely forgot about this aspect of the show, but they completely skipped two whole years of these kids' lives and pretended like they never happened, and they went straight into ninth grade. Google it, girl, because I had to do is that. Is that because how that works? Yes, they completely disintegrated two years of their life because supposedly was not an episode that we rewatched, but they were supposed to graduate in the class of 2000, but they didn't. They graduated in the class of 98 because they... And not okay. to mention, you remember in season one how much older Eric was, and now all of a sudden Eric is like he's only like two years ahead of him instead of like yeah. Four. Well, but I mean that was also we he assumed he just got. I always back thought he got held back, but that's not uh, what, what what it was. <laughs> well, I, I know I was seeing that and everything because they because I think what it was I thought it was that they had time jumped twice. They might have time jumped again. I don't know <laughs> to where to make that work because yeah, and like for me, I. I guess, but were they freshmen? And I, yeah, because you like in one of the episodes, what Mr. Turner he's saying, oh, give him a break. He's at a new school and stuff. And I'm like, new school? Yeah, this but, shit the same. But no, it's not a. It's but, a, it's a new school. But yeah, it's a high new school. school. It's high school. But I always thought that it was seven through twelve. Yeah, see, I thought it was like junior high, but it's not. It's actually high school. I thought it was seven through twelve. Because okay. if you yeah, because if you if you count out the seasons, if season two they're in eight, uh, if nine. Okay, but so you can't really just assume just the way that the see the episodes go. Like they do a whole school year, and then they're on some break, and then they go back to school, and then it's like. So, well, because there's like one one or two seasons where they don't do that. They actually like skip into a new grade in the middle of the season I think or something like that it's just they they, they weren't consistent weird. and I mean yeah they do weird shit like a that. lot of shows do do that and I mean that honestly it worked for them to jump ahead to high school because I feel like there's only so well at least according to what I was reading too like there's only so much you can do with kids in seventh yeah. grade and like that's like a Degrassi thing which worked well for them but I don't know what was this so your yeah yours was season two episode three. Oh yes so notorious 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 yeah i love the comment that i think it was a parents because wasn't eric saying something about or somebody i don't have money for college or i don't know and the parents were like oh yeah we don't really have the money and i'm and they do like they do like the shot of the house and you're like this house exactly oh my gosh I was thinking the exact same thing I was thinking the exact same thing because okay yeah because Corey is getting he's having a having to have a talk with Mr. Feeney and I think Mr. Feeney had called and Corey's like yeah well he's threatening suspension yeah this is the one where they call him Mr. Weenie right Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm trying to remember because okay, he's because yes. he's the new principal. <laughs> yes. Okay. He that's from a teacher to mm-hmm. a principal, mm-hmm. but and... it only works because of the two year disappearance. So I'm like, why does yeah. all of a sudden he's a principal? But because <laughs> mom's talking about how if he gets suspended, he's going to have a suspension on his permanent record, mm-hmm. and yes. he's not going to be able to get into a good college. And I did find it interesting. I was thinking actually about Full House when Dad said. It doesn't matter about grades or suspension. If you have the money, you can get into a good, you can get into mm-hmm. a good college. Mm-hmm. And then that's when that, that's when it was the, well, we don't have the, do we have the money for that? And it's like, oh no, we're poor. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, no, not poor with that fucking house. First off. But 
the other weird thing about it is, is that Eric and Corey sh are sharing the same room and up until they graduate. I'm like, how are these two grown teenagers sharing the same room? Like, did your brother share the same room for? So they did for a while. And um, because we actually did, ours was a three bedroom, one and a half bath. Yeah, I mean they they had shared a shared a bedroom since I was on the way. <laughs> I do kind of like I said another similarity. I do understand that. I mean, that yeah, it process. looks like, like a you big only have... house, but again, it it seemed like the bottom floor didn't have any living um, like bedrooms. So I guess you know yeah. on the top there could have only been three. So I mean, it just yeah, it's very odd. But <laughs> so. This one also had the bullies, I guess you mm. could say. Yes, I never cared for the bullies. I don't know. They're just, they were those characters that looked like they didn't fit in because they just mm -hmm. seemed so much older than everyone else. And like, yeah, yeah. seniors, but you're also just like, they didn't do anything. They, they, what were you there for? You just were bullying yeah. people. You didn't go to class. So, Ethan Supley, who played Frankie, the um, bigger guy. Mm hmm. He was, he's been in so much since. Really? One thing that we, well, he was also, did you ever see Without a Paddle? Mm-hmm. Yes. He was one of the, the bad guys in that. I haven't seen that movie though since it came out. So I'm. It's, oh my gosh. I still, I'll still watch that randomly and everything. <laughs> but he, yeah, he's been in a lot. He was also, I think in a, well, he was in Remember the Titans. Mm, as one of the football players. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I do remember that. He had this scene where he was potentially like failing or something in uh, Denzel Washington's character. Mm. Like he's got the scene in the locker yeah. room with him where he's like, I got a D or something like I, I passed and gives him a hug and stuff. And so, yeah, he's he went on to go do a lot. Now, we also have one of our favorites that was in this episode too, Mr. Jason Marsden. He did make quite a few appearances in, throughout this show. He did. Yes. I do feel like he was playing like the same character that he played in Step by Step. Just the one of the main characters, best friend, sidekick type things. Just, I don't know. Well, it just seemed very similar. And his name was his name. I know that too. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> I did. I did. Well, I, wasn't it that way in Step by Step too? I think so. Yeah, because in one of the later ones that we watched, I think in the season three or four, your um, pick in season three or four, it ta IMDb talked about how it was in a sense another crossover mm. because mm -hmm. that one, I I'll be honest, I didn't remember this episode very well. Oh, this really? This notorious. is one that I yeah. remember a lot. Like I remember mm -hmm. the them just doing these hijinks of like oh let's or sean i should say that's changes day that's so funny ha ha, ha. like and mr weenie yeah. like I, just, I don't know it's, it's so silly but i just find it hysterical like yeah. i would have never done anything like that in no. school but oh, no no <laughs> i would have been too i would have been too afraid of like the repercussion oh, of yeah. what would have potentially happened but i did like that Corey is always looking out for Sean and you know <laughs> what I mean? Like I did find that to be very moving that he 
could have ratted on him, but he didn't, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it ended up working out for them both in the end anyways, because, you know, Mr. Yeah. T is a nice guy. He's not out to punish them. Yeah, absolutely. So my episode for season two was season two, episode 10, Sister Teresa. I for- I have forgotten about this episode because I but then like halfway through I'm like oh I know where this is going I I remember like what's happening yes yeah so another cameo and I love this because uh damn straight I am gonna meet her at Spooky <laughs> um when I go uh but Danielle Harris it plays Teresa it's just one of those episodes that you I don't even know how to explain this like it stuck with me so so well that I was watching it and I'm like I'm like what what was the last time I saw this like seven eight years ago at least I'm like like throwing lines out and everything like remembering like exact parts coming up Oh yeah, this is where he runs into the other goon and they're like, oh no, we're good, we're good. And Corey's like, oh, this this nice thing's paying off and everything and not knowing that the whole reason that the bullies are being nice to him is because Teresa is bully number one's baby sister. Don't you feel like Harvey kind of had like a grease vibe to him oh my gosh like that's all i can think about (laughs) grease crybaby like he kind of had like a outsider kind Mm, of yeah all of those yeah like yeah her a greaser he was a greaser yeah i did i did like to see that though like i liked how they portrayed it with this you know bully that's always that bully of the school and everyone tormenting all the kids they showed that softer side of him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he was protecting oh, his yeah. sister and that he really could be a decent guy, but he chooses yeah. to not be, which is like, oh, of course. But her character was so cringe. I I could <laughs> not, like I cannot imagine ever, ever, ever encountering someone like that. I would be like, goodbye. Like, no. Oh I, but I loved it so she much. She played it so loved- well. Like, absolutely. She did a f- fucking amazing job i absolutely loved it and for being so young too mm-hmm. i i feel like for shot for writer ben and danielle they molded into their characters like mm-hmm. they became one with their characters in a sense because they played them for so long mm-hmm. but to come in at such a young age and be thrown into that group and just I think Danielle fucking nailed it and I I love it like I absolutely fucking love it like stalker 101 she she knocked it out of the park yeah absolutely (laughs) I'm like whoa (laughs) so did you watch so I did like how for a while they were doing like at the end credits, the start of the credits, there was like that last scene. little. Yeah, I did. Did I you did watch that. the one for this one? Oh yeah. Where she's oh, yeah. like, Mr. and Mrs. Matthews. Oh thank my you God. so much for having <laughs> like, me. Robot. Oh, the lobster's missing his, missing a arm or whatever. 
oh my gosh and like just mr mrs matthews this is so the parents were just looking at her like is she broken like oh i fucking love that like absolutely love that like i could not stop laughing when i was watching that because that was just that was so yes it was absolute cringe but it was so fucking good yeah, like it was so well done that you you believed yeah. it like you, oh. you believed what she was saying i did find that the end of the episode funny where he's talking to Corey about it and you know he's like oh well she put the moves on me and then he turns around and he asked the boys behind him and they yes. were like, boom, they were like, fuck, we're out of here. Harvey's <laughs> They're like, peace. Sister? Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I fucking love that part. And I loved, I loved how like when he's trying to get out of the car, everything, he's like, Hunter, get me out of here. Sean, hurry up. Thanks for saying my whole name, Corey. Harley, Harvey, like really? Like of yeah. all, like of all changes okay oh yeah (laughs) like you gotta pick something different (laughs) yeah but like like you're saying it was nice to see harley's softer side and you kind of got a little bit more understanding for that i mean Mm -hmm. she talks about it in the car when she was eight years old or whatever her dad took her to a freaking baseball game and up and left her for some yeah some chick with tits and he had to come on his bicycle he wasn't it doesn't sound like he was old enough to drive at that point so he had to come down on his bicycle because their mom wasn't being a parent and that just also that was one of the things too about this show that it really involved a lot of the different family dynamic storylines it wasn't always just cookie cutter mom and dad together type of situation right it it got deep and it touched on so much and I I think that was also what I loved about this and it almost makes me like I think because it wasn't originally on Disney was it it was originally like an ABC ABC Mm -hmm. ABC family okay because I was gonna say it I know Disney acquired it later on but like some of these topics mm-hmm. wouldn't have been a Disney topic right that's what I was thinking like with that first episode you know about the prejudice and stuff I was like wow like that's a big topic to just jump right into mm-hmm. and yeah I, I that's what I find where I find this show to kind of go off in a different direction than, than like Full House is because Full House was very cookie cutter it was just that one family yeah. dynamic whereas this one you did get to see more of Sean's background and Topanga's background and the bully's background and so many other people that came into the show and yeah. kind of give gave you a different perspective on all of that and it's like oh okay so we can't we, we don't all have to have that perfect family that Corey yeah. kind of has you know yeah and that's one of the things I did love about this show and why I think it's still to this day they're still going strong 30 years later like why I think that panel is going to be quote-unquote sold out at 90s con Mm -hmm. I because this is just such a a show that resonated with so many people across the board yeah no absolutely I mean yeah because it told stories from so many different perspectives not just the kids 
but it also was able to tell more adult storylines and from the parents' perspectives, and then it took it to the teachers' perspectives. And mm-hmm. so, like you did, you really got a like a full high school experience, so to speak, from all different angles. So now, as an adult, you know, us being able to go back and rewatch it, it's not necessarily always so much about the kids and what they're doing and stuff. It's okay, what are the parents saying to the kids? What are the teachers saying to the kids? Like, how is that connecting? And that's why I think some of these episodes hit a little bit differently. And I was getting a bit more emotional because I was like, I mean, we're not really even on the episode yet where I had my notes about it, but like Mr. Feeney, I was just like, okay, we'll we'll talk about it more. But I was just like, like, I always loved his character and just thought he was fun and stuff. But as an adult now I'm like, wow, like that character now I understand it more. Oh yeah. Fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. And he did an incredible job and that's why He's really at at the top of my list. Definitely one of my favorite characters from the show. Absolutely. Hands down. The other thing that I noticed about their school, which I don't recall having, was the payphones. Yeah. (laughs) Did you have payphones in your school? So the high school that my dad and my brothers graduated from, which is the one that I started at, did for a little while. It did have a payphone. When I was there, when I when I got into high school, everybody had cell phones at that point. So right. there wasn't. Did you notice? Okay. Did you notice that every almost every single fucking episode, once they're in high school, the door by the payphone changes of what it's for? So yeah. So I did notice that. And I really did, I really did think that. They were just changing it but I think if you look at like the rest of how the hallway is displayed it is supposed to be a different part of the school it's not supposed to be like that same hallway they probably did like just change around the same set but it is a different part of the school technically because I was like wait why is that now a bathroom that used to be his I office but, it, but, it's, yeah. but it's not I was like wait a second but then like they did a little pan and you could tell there was like a okay. small part that didn't like how it did in the, the other last scene. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, okay, okay. I'm like, you guys are better. You don't be fucking with us. Like, <laughs> I see what you're doing. <laughs> I I wasn't paying that close attention. I just was like, but no, that was I, I had to. I was like, mm, that can't happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, now let's get on to season three. Season three. My episode was episode 20. Yours was 21. So we'll start with mine. <laughs> yeah, we kind of went to the end of this season. So I'm yeah. not really sure what happened at the beginning, but <laughs> I can't remember. All I can exactly. say is that they definitely have hit puberty. Or as Corey likes yes. to call it, puberty. Puberty. <laughs> um, I'm like, okay, now I can see the changes are happening there in high school. <laughs> yes. So... Season three, episode 20 is I never sang for my legal guardian, which this, this title is really kind of confusing. I picked it because it is one that has a little bit more with Mr. Turner and Sean's relationship because I can't remember if it was season two or if it was in season three where Sean goes to live with Mr. Turner because his dad's and his mom are having issues and mom left and so dad's trying to chase after her and he can't be left on his own he's still he's a 15 16 year old kid Sean's just very 
emotional about the fact that his dad hasn't, he's not heard from his dad. It's been pretty much just letters. They're coming from an hour away. And this is another one that like, it, it really can hit hard on the different family dynamics because Corey obviously doesn't quite understand it because like I said earlier, Corey has pretty much this cookie cutter Mm -hmm. family and Sean doesn't. This was a, I'll I'll be honest, I kind of got annoyed with Corey's character during this episode. Yeah. (laughs) Cause he's just, I mean, like a super goofy, like a little too goofy on it for me. Whereas Sean's really going through a hard time. And it's like, this is your best fucking friend. Shut up and listen to what he's trying to say. I don't know. It was just one that I I do remember a handful of the ones where Sean was in Mr. Turner's care and that dynamic. And this one was just one that was, it kind of touched on all points. You also got to see Sean's dad. Yeah, I I made the note for this one, which now I'm having a hard time remembering for what reason but maybe you can help me i put that Mm -hmm. i liked i actually liked eric in this episode what was his storyline in this one again i like i like remember is like at the end he threw that thing through the window and the parents were like surprisingly not that mad they were like oh well you're gonna have to pay for that but i've been like like, you're grounded like so he uh in this episode it, it took me a second there he's tutoring yeah the the basketball player or whatever so instead like mr feeney had asked him to tutor this guy because he needed to actually get passing grade because he's got all these different colleges after him and if he doesn't pass he's not gonna he can't take him eric's trying to kind of he's he's a senior so he's finally understanding that like he's got to figure out whatever the fuck's going on after after high school where I did like at the end where he gets his grade on the midterm yep. and he's like oh, Mr. Feeney, you, he, you forgot to finish your sentence it just says a a what <laughs> a I what? love that yeah like first day ever what yeah exactly <laughs> yeah I did like that bit with him I mean I thought I thought that was nice of him and Mr. Feeney kind of having that connection and mm-hmm. kind of learning a little lesson from him um I felt like it was finally a step away from him just being that puppy dog chasing after a girl you know I mean they finally gave him a slightly different role and I wish they would have done more of that you know what I mean because I really did like where that was going I was like okay he's tolerable I'm enjoying this and then he went back to whatever I think next episode but (laughs) yeah but yeah I I don't like the season three title opening title. It's it's super lame. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it as bad as the first couple seasons of the intro music making it sound like some educational PBS show. I don't know. This one wasn't the right direction either. But <laughs> no, it really wasn't. But they they got it after a little bit. So then your episode was episode twenty one happiest show on earth which i have to say right there that is an incorrect tagline like people do that all the time and they go oh it's the happiest place on earth disney world is not the happiest place on earth that's disney it's land. where dreams are made right where dreams come true or what's what's I think disney world the, i think it's like 
the most magical place or something. I don't Hold know, but on. Disneyland Hold is the happiest on. place. Yeah, not Disneyland's Orlando. the happiest place. Let's <laughs> and they see, always it... do that with when they do this with Disney. And yeah. So that kind oh. of annoyed me because <laughs> it's not like they just put in the tagline. They Sean yeah. actually says it in the episode and I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Disney World's is the most magical place magical. on earth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, why couldn't they have used magical? Because that, I mean, with the direction they were trying to go with this relationship thing, that would have been just as good. I don't know. Yeah. But this whole episode is weird with how are these teenagers just hopping on a flight, going to Orlando, which do you know where they live? Like, do we know? They're up in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Okay. So yeah, Mm -hmm. this is a pretty long flight to just go. Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) I I could never imagine doing that myself. Just and their parents didn't know that uh, Corey's parents didn't know that they were gone until like he gets back, basically like oh, two days because, <laughs> because of Eric's uh, Eric's taking care of it. Remember? I okay. So this is another episode where I actually really loved Eric and his role and him. He was trying to help Corey and that fucking doll thing was I loved that so much. And then at the end, when Mr. Feeney's like, "Look what I dug." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. I love that. that. Hilarious. Let's talk about the freaking other chick here for a second. Okay. I don't like What is she doing? Like butting in like this? I was behind you. Did you, you just swam really fast. Who does that? Girl. Yeah. Every time he's talking, she's right there. And then you're like, like nobody wants that. Called you a different name. He called he kissed you and then called you a different name. What woman, what girl in their right mind would kiss a guy? And then when breaking from that kiss, if he calls you a different fucking name, still be interested. Yeah, that's they did do that a lot with the girls on the show is they made them very manipulative <sighs> and like cringe and this very weird puppy dog thing. Topanga was the one female on the show who stood her ground, who had things to say and wasn't about, okay, what do you want to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's where I think the difference is with her. And I that's why I, her character is just amazing Absolutely. in that respect. So props to them for actually having a strong female character because they could have easily made her the ditzy blonde or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they could have taken her in that direction, but she, she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So real quick, I did forget that uh, Andrew Keegan, who played the Yes, I was trying boy, to remember what his name was. Yeah. Do you remember what, do you, do you remember what else he's been in? He's been in some, a lot of things. I think wasn't he in a like full house at one point? He was in full house. I feel like he hasn't done much lately though. Lately, not right. Eh, not 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 really. Not that like I think we would have seen. But I do remember him. Like he was a big kind of character in the 90s. Like I remember that kid being in a lot of stuff. Ten things. I hate Ten about Ten things. You. Okay, that's what it is. I I knew it was he something. Is, he is the pretty boy. Yes. Mm-hmm. he's always it. been the pretty boy and everything he, he played though <laughs> yeah but like oh, when i saw that i'm like oh my god that's right that is him yeah joey donner is his character's name in that yeah i love topanga and just being like ew no <laughs> like what? Uh, and her calling him out 
Oh, hell yeah. And that's the thing. Oh my, she did. Fuck yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a cool episode. I only picked it really just because of the Disney aspect. I, I know we love watching shows with them going to Disney because it definitely was a big thing in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Like they always had to have a Disney episode, even though it kind of didn't make much sense. But I was trying to figure out where exactly they were. Because I don't remember ever seeing dolphins. Yeah, they were definitely at Epcot. We we know the big ball thing. But are there dolphins at Epcot? So there used to be, if I remember correctly. Oh, really? There used to be um like the living seas. Oh. That that's what the mm-hmm. was they were like in front of you that they showed mo- multiple times, but they they don't have that anymore. Living seas. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, so it was rethemed in 06. Mm. That's why. So it's hmm. the seas with Nemo and friends now. Okay. But it had been the living seas. And now I don't think there, I don't necessarily know if there was the op- opportunity for people to truly actually go back behind the scenes and stuff like that. I oh. feel like there was just because I think if there was another show or something that did the same thing. They probably did have some sort of group tour where you could go behind the yeah. scenes, feed the dolphins and that type of thing. But didn't you feel like the park didn't seem that busy? Like maybe they bought it out for the day or something because a lot oh, of I'm, areas I'm looked dead. Sure, <laughs> I'm sure it was. They, I'm sure they probably did or sectioned it off. Mm-hmm. Most of the time with certain like shows and stuff due to whatever their liabilities and everything they have to be able to do that kind of thing and that's also probably why that main scene at the end with the um Corey and Tobango was at night mm-hmm. too because yeah, it could be shot do it. I'm I'm that's sure true. they actually yeah. shot a lot of it at night and probably just closed, yeah mm-hmm. because yeah. I mean you can't control you can try but you can't control people <laughs> Yeah. Like even in the nineties, you couldn't. <laughs> now, granted, it wasn't like it is now where everybody's got phone and trying to get the picture and stuff. But yeah, I think I think they probably just waited until closing and or had Epcot close early mm-hmm. to be able to do those. To do most of those. Yeah. It was just I don't know. It was a very cute, sweet episode. I loved mm-hmm. the the little bit that they, you know, another little I don't think it wasn't really a crossover, but with Dana from Step by Step kind of mm-hmm. having that little bit with Corey and then how she was like animals are not just animals like animals have emotions and stuff too I'm like yeah. yes yes they do yes I love exactly that bit. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah that is one thing like they do think that some of these sitcoms were kind of missing like to add for that family aspect was a pet I mean like full yeah. house had comet right but you really didn't see I, I get it because it's hard <laughs> working with the animals and everything um and it's not always a, a the best place for them mm-hmm. or even like just mentioning like oh yeah we used to have a pet like those kinds of things yeah they do lack in that department of of families that have those household pets and just the everyday life with them and kind of the interactions Mm -hmm. and how they make you feel like that's that could be a great show but again I'm kind of glad they don't have it because I don't I don't need the animals to be on set all the time and have to partake in all the potentially abusive training so yeah exactly 
All right. So we are now on to season four. And this will be the last season that we discuss on this episode. We finally have the when the boy meets world. They're getting in the car. They're driving now. They're, you know, they're uh, what you call juniors in high school and shit's happening. Your episode, season four, episode two. Here today, goon tomorrow. I liked this episode. Oh, I yeah. I think this is probably a more classic Boy Meets World episode that a lot of people remember. I just think the life lesson in this is very relatable. Like I think absolutely everyone has gone through this. And if you say you haven't, you're probably fucking lying. Because if you never have looked in the mirror and just kind of a little bit been self-conscious about what you see or not liked or whatever, well, okay. Congrats to you if you've never had yeah. to experience that. <laughs> Golf clap. <laughs> Let me bow down to you. But like, no. <laughs> Real life, this shit happens. We go through it. Even after we get out of school, we still go through it. Mm-hmm. And I just loved how they how they did that. Like it just it was Topanga was a like great in the way that they did it with Topanga. Where oh, yeah. you we all know about her hair and stuff, and then just which wasn't even that drastic where I was like, ah, like it but it really wasn't like what? But I yeah, it was. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, and then when she, I mean it took six to seven years to grow it out. I mean, I completely understand. Like getting hair that long, that gorgeous, and oh my gosh, like to uh, die for hair. <laughs> yes, like oh my gosh. I envy her hair. Like, I envy that bathroom at the school too. Like, oh my god, why did I have a couch? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Pink couch. Oh, that would have been ideal for fucking middle school and high school to have a couch. Because they, they were right. Like some da- some days, girls just need to lay the fuck down. Exactly. It's hard. You have to wait in line, so it's like be nice to just sit on the couch while you wait to go. Yeah, <laughs> I did love how Sean kind of helps Mm -hmm. her realize not necessarily where she was in the wrong but just what why Corey was acting so different and why what was going on in his head kind of he Sean was kind of almost like a translator Mm -hmm. yeah and everything so I I love that yeah he was a perfect best friend in this episode like yeah he was being silly in the beginning with with all the little uh, when you know he comes uh, out the salon flips. but you know that's just him being goofy and stuff so it really was really nice to see him in that bathroom having that talk to her and she was like wake up call like what like yeah why the fuck am I worried about this nothing else is changing so why yeah why am I doing this absolutely I I freaking but I I did love how she's like <laughs> This hair with this outfit, I'm I love okay. to the mall. <laughs> I love that line. I do remember that. I was like, this hair, this outfit. <laughs> Hello, bye bye. Yeah, like I or, love that. Or the part where it's um, where Corey's like, stop looking at our toes, but they're so sparkly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so cute. And then you have Corey, who is for some reason he dressing like a dad like you saw that polo tucked in the belt yes. the jeans I'm like why is he wearing like 
you're almost like Topanga. You might be able to do better. <laughs> We're not going to talk about the guy's fashion in this show. Like, there's a lot of denim happening. Like, a, a lot, lot of, of like baggy denim, denim over shirts, button ups, vests, denim, denim. Oh my gosh, there's so much going on. And then you got Corey in a polo tucked in. Yeah, like what the why? Like, I get that they're trying to kind of separate, like sean and Corey's style choices sean being kind of the more cool kids mm-hmm. style with Corey being the yeah but best like friend but you could i don't know you could have done dif- differently with that like i understand not wanting them to dress the same with the longer untucked button-ups but i don't know there's so many different directions they could have gone with them like a t-shirt i don't know it just i don't recall seeing kids in high school wearing that get up like I don't know like uh, it was very cringe yeah I think part of it for us too was we were a few years later in high school so yeah I mean we were in high school in the 2000s this was still technically the 90s later 90s for high school whereas like the the later years of the show the last couple years was college for them but I even feel like Mink is dressed better than him. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that was sad. <laughs> I was just like, wait a second. Did they really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I still can't get over her fucking hair though. She went through a lot of hair transformations with the curly to the very super long straight, then her more shorter layered Rachel yeah. look almost, or what they called like Flowy. the Rachel back then. Yeah. Like literally the the picture I have that's like right up here signed of her is I think probably is still from back from around this time mm. and everything. At least like the hairstyle is very similar to that. Hmm. I enjoyed this episode. And yeah, this one was it a lot was, of fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> My last episode for season four wasn't quite so much fun (laughs) so season four episode 21 cult fiction i do not remember this episode i remember this episode because this is the episode that mr turner was in the hospital Mm. had had his bike accident yeah i didn't remember that i did because i believe it's very soon after i think that uh he left the show yeah, I, yeah, I think he does at the end of the season. He leaves. Yeah, I th- they use this now. Granted, like they didn't kill him off or anything. Thank God. This was a sad episode. This was a sad episode. Wow. Yeah. So the girl who takes Sean to the center or whatever it is was actually later in. She's all that. Oh really? Oh yeah. She is one of the friends of the popular girl okay because there's the popular girl then there's gabriella union Mm -hmm. and then there's her okay i haven't seen that movie in (laughs) i literally watched it like like i think i watched it right before megacon because matthew willard and everything Uh, so yeah this episode was very very interesting because you didn't see this this kind of shit I don't, I can't recall 
I'm trying to think of another show that really did that whole cult aspect to it. Like, yeah, straight up, you're going into a cult. It's it seems a little bit. It seems very off. It seems a little creepy that this older guy is mm -hmm. recruiting all of these. They seem like all teenagers. So that's a little like, eh, red flag, red flag. Yeah. And then Sean, just like, all right, that sounds like a great idea. Let's well, do this. Again, you got to think about the fact that he, his family dynamic wasn't eh, yes and no though because like he was taking it to the extreme you know everyone yes, he, he has so many people at, by the end that were surrounding him and supporting him and being like hey wake up sean like what are you doing like this isn't for you and he was basically blowing them all off when after you know we're into season four now i do think though that portrayed the cult culture that we see so much very well mm -hmm. because you always hear about when people get roped in whatever you want to say get talked into joining these we're not going to go into the politics on this but you always you always hear how they react to those who do know them known them for a long time their family something in their in their demeanor has changed mm -hmm. they're they're being very influenced by the people in this cult the leader of this cult has a way of manipulating whatever you want to call it i can and understand all that happening but i know this is for a 20 minute show but it just it happened very quickly like he didn't know yes. this chick all of a sudden he's following her they're like holding hands walking into this cult and it's like yeah like it that... a little too quickly sean like you're not that dumb like yeah he was a little bit lost and he he was going through a lot of shit like as a teenager you are and very understandable mm -hmm. with his background but you're also thinking this is stupid like you it know might this have is been stupid. A, it might have honestly been a better two-parter yeah i agree to do that but i think probably part of the reason they didn't was because they probably didn't know how well it was going to take that's Being true. cult topics are very taboo. You ever society. been in a cult, April? No. <laughs> unless either. you call, unless you call like freaking unless you call this a cult where we <laughs> where we discuss ninety shit or like conventions a cult. I mean, those are kind of oh culty in a sense. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I I've never I've never even had that type of a experience i guess no mm -mm. no i don't even know of anyone that's been in a cold never been close to encountering being in a mm -hmm. cold like i don't know that i know of yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's it still goes on that's for oh, sure. yeah absolutely but i think that with just the previous history the u.s has with cults i think like i said this this was a very I think they were testing the waters to see where they could push some things. I'm curious as to be something to look into how many other shows kind of dived into this. Were there any other series that did a, some type of cult type episode? Because I can't really recall any of the ones that I have watched that even tried to dabble in it in the way that they they really deep dive this one. Like they put yeah. Sean deep into this where everyone's trying to pull him out. And I absolutely just was cheering and clapping 
when the dad just went for it in the hospital like he was yes you are not fucking doing this yes I was like yes tell him and that that is why Alan Matthews was my number one dad pick exactly that's why he's on the top top dad pick of the 90s because he really is for looking out for not even his own kid he's just there looking out for him and regardless like him him saying he (laughs) I did love how he's like I will kill to keep Sean yeah I was kind of surprised they put that in there yes dark line that it was left in there it was left in you could see the mom in the background like Oh, and, and her response, he would just love to sue. <laughs> An excuse to sue. And I'm like, yeah. just let him go. That, <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, that right, that line right there almost feels like it was added after the fact for <laughs> this day and age. Because that that is something like, oh my gosh, like if if this if that fucking happened in real life today, that is the first thing that the cult leader would be like i'm gonna sue you for assault and everything it's like you're fucking messing with with kids who aren't even 18 to be able to like have the adult power over themselves to feed what Mm -hmm. why yeah yeah i i don't know i did feel like the episode kind of ended a smidge early like there was Mm -hmm. that whole interaction with him and Mr. Feeney and I was kind of I kind of wanted to know more you know because it seemed like they had a bit of a background you know he wanted to close them down and all that kind of stuff but I don't know I felt like they could have almost like you said done a two-parter even not necessarily Mm -hmm. like the next week but it could have been carried this could have continued on like in season five maybe they brought it back because things are still happening you know what I mean like with somebody else could have been cool yeah but yeah I, I I did like that Oh yeah, until they got the bad news at the end and then that kind of like brought everyone down to oh shit like Mr. Turner's in the hospital bad injury like not just yeah it did not look good yeah I I had like um when Sean was in the room with him I had it kind of gave me like a seventh heavenly vibe I don't know if you got that same feeling but just the way that he was talking and then like I don't, I, I don't know how much the show brought this into the series, but where he like was talking to God, I don't mm-hmm. know. It just kind of made me think a little Seventh Heavenly vibes. But I, I don't know if that's something that Boy Meets World did often because I feel like this is the first episode I've kind of heard him mention God. So I, it, was, it was a little weird. It was a little off. I don't personally remember that being discussed in really any other episodes Mm. i think because of the whole fact that this was there was the cult aspect already and i believe it was this at the beginning of this episode where alan was even asking sean are you religious like what do you believe in i think because he had asked him that that that's then why they proceeded to bring that up Mm -hmm. him talking to god because a lot of people in that type of a situation who are lost and are then faced with something like that where somebody gets hurt and they they don't have the power to be able to do something 
like somebody being in the hospital like that, Mm -hmm. just from personal experience and everything, a lot of times the first thought is to either be mad at God, like be, cause you want to yell and scream at somebody like Mm -hmm. you, like you're not going to go out and just punch some random person to get your anger out. Yeah, some people do. <laughs> some people do, but obviously a little bit more level-headed people aren't going to do that. It's either going to be a scream and yell. <sighs> you're in an empty room. A person you love's got freaking tubes coming out of their mouths and wrapped up and everything. You're either you're either like so emotionally angry that you just want to scream and you want to, you want to put that towards something or you're so emotionally distraught that you break down to then ask for like Sean did ask for help and guidance and it's almost one of those things where when somebody keeps telling you the same thing it starts to go in one ear and out the other mm-hmm. human nature just human nature with this it's like being able to talk to God helps people kind of try to work through a way that they can make sense. Like I said, from from what I've known and what I've seen, what I've personally experienced, it's you're a lot of times one or the other. You're either like so angry or you're so distraught in those situations. And you look to something for a reason for it. I mean, like he he was saying like, Mr. Turner's never been that reckless on a bike. So why did it have to happen to him? I mean, that's that's a thought process. And I think that, like I said, I think this episode, they were testing the waters on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And seeing what they could, what would any of it resonate with people enough to proceed further on? Must not have, because I don't think they did. I don't think they would anywhere. I think that yeah. was like, nah. Let's not yeah, go that I, way. Let's just keep doing the the goofiness, the the relationships yeah. and And I think it was also too that they kind of this episode kind of touched on like you it makes you believe that like that religion is a part of the family that you just aren't seeing. Just how Alan had asked about it. And it's just mm. kind of that unseen yeah. that doesn't need to be shown. Yeah kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah it really didn't and I mean you already kind of had seventh heaven so they really didn't need another show that was getting too deep in that anyways it Mm -hmm. just it it wouldn't have worked well it wouldn't have lasted no no Mm. not at all that's wrap up part one that's a wrap (laughs) on those episodes for part one but I do got a question for you let's do it because I'm not gonna be able to pick her either besides Topanga who would you say was your is your favorite character on Boy Meets World of the first four seasons. Besides Topanga. I mean, gosh, you got rid of the only good one. <laughs> I, I made you um, think. I think, no, I, I, that's not hard to answer. I think, like I said, was saying earlier, rewatching it and getting different perspectives from the more adult characters, Mr. Feeney is kind of a shoe in Like he, he really did win my heart over and we didn't even really talk yet about the episode that kind of made me really change that and kind of open up my eyes to it that'll be part two everyone make sure you listen but yeah I mean Mr. Feeney is that was going to be one of my questions to you too is did you ever have a teacher role model figure like that in school that you felt like you could turn to for for help or 
that maybe was there to just talk to you about things at all? I mean, I had teachers that were very easy to talk to and I had a couple of ones in high school that while they weren't necessarily as wise, I guess, in a Mm -hmm. sense, as Feeney, there were ones that were relatable, easy to talk to, and yes, role models, but I don't think I ever necessarily had anybody quite like how Feeney is portrayed. Mm -hmm. If somebody did, good God, you are lucky. (laughs) Yeah. Like... I'm jealous. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's kind of why so many people, like you said, especially as adults rewatching this, they feel more towards Mr. Feeney than what we necessarily would have as children mm-hmm. and kids and teenagers, because we didn't necessarily have that particular role model. And it's, he resonates with us more and just learning the lessons and everything and so like I said I I didn't have anybody to that extreme and not really ones that like could just go to for any type of of advice Mm -hmm. or anything but what about you yeah I would have loved it but I also kind of question myself too as far as did I just was I just not open to it you know what I mean like did I just Mm -hmm. go to school put my head down do my work and go home did I not see that there were teachers offering help or maybe they were teaching us lessons or saying things and I just wasn't really grasping it or taking it in? You know what I mean? Like yeah. there could have been those opportunities. I had some great teachers growing up, like absolutely amazing teachers that I did enjoy their class and love being there and learning from them. But I was also a very introverted kid. I didn't want to have to talk mm. if I didn't need to. So that was kind of my downfall. If I wasn't that way, then maybe I could have seeked them out because I know I saw other kids talking to the teachers after class or before class and they were saying things and stuff. I never did that. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I probably shot myself in the foot more than anything. Hey, not being a little more introvert isn't always <laughs> a bad thing. I, I mean, hell, it sometimes got me, it got me in fucking trouble if I was, I was like, I was always mixed. Like there, it would always be like there are days that I'm, like super super extrovert and then days where it's like don't fucking talk to me i mean a good a part of a good chunk of my senior year i was the latter yeah like now that you say it there were i did have a couple of teachers that like i i would have go have conversations with but again it wasn't necessarily not to the not to the extent mm-hmm. and everything it was just i don't know like And maybe it was because of the fact that I wasn't necessarily like, I still felt kind of like an outsider at my high school um, because I transferred in later in in sophomore year. Whereas a lot of these people, a lot of these teachers knew most of a lot of the students from siblings Mm. or their own kids, whatever. Um, So there was also that, I feel like for me. And then like the other school that I'd gone to, everybody had either already had one of my brothers it was such a small town everybody already knew everything you just you couldn't get away from it and so it wasn't like you could go talk to a teacher because the next day the entire town would know what you guys talked about if like it was something you're going to confide them confide in them to not have to talk to your parents you get fucked (laughs) 
<laughs> so, I mean, but that's just how the small town in the Midwest worked. So. Yeah, yeah. Just kids going to school, coming home, watching other kids going to school. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I'm just thinking about that now. I'm like, wait a second. There was a lot of shows growing up where it's just about kids going to school, and we go to and we went to school and never what that was weird like why did we love him so much we i, I don't know <laughs> that's uh, funny no. well that is a wrap for wrap. part uh, one because you know what this outfit with these shoes <laughs> hello bye-bye on to the mall see you next time for part two Patos. bye-bye